Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. So many businesses are too busy trying to replicate or keep up with their competitors that they risk not actually standing out from the crowd. Entrepreneur Roy Osing says you need a strategy that makes your product or service mean something extraordinary to the people that matter, your clients or your customers. After all, as Roy tells Chris Ashmore, there's more competition today than ever before. The ability to get into business now in terms of entry costs has never been lower. And so what that's done is encouraged a lot of business activity and a ton of competition. So absolutely. And it's going to get nothing but more extreme, Chris. Well, if that's the case, if there's so much competition and businesses have got to learn how to do things, what are businesses doing wrong? Yeah, well, differentiation is the main issue that I can see. Like, in spite of the fact that we have all of this competition and more fickle customers and tighter regulations, businesses are not getting any better at differentiating themselves from their competition and being able to answer the question, why should I do business with you and nobody else? And it's basically for three reasons, okay? The first reason is that copying is running rampant out there. I mean, businesses and organizations, they are copying one another under the guise of information, which is absolutely ludicrous. And quite frankly, it's intellectually dishonest. When you copy someone, all you're doing is increasing the herd by one, increasing sameness by one, and you're deteriorating uh, the ability to differentiate. The second thing that's going on, and I love this, right, is that claptrap predominates. Like organizations are latching on to these words like better and best and number one and market leader, and they're using those words to declare their competitive position. You know, Canada's largest and most reliable 5G network, one uh, organization says. This coffee company produces the best coffee, and it goes on. That's kind of like a narcissistic view, okay, that they have of themselves. All right, there's no way to measure it. We have no idea who the author is of that. And so it's a view of oneself. And it's really not helpful to the consumer who's going, where do I go to do business, right? Everybody claims that they're better. And so what does that lead to? The third point here is in this whole area of declaring how you're special is aspirations. I call contaminate. Like there's too many organizations picking these lofty helium-filled statements, right, to declare their position. For example, we have one company that says we're in business to save our home planet. Okay, we have other companies that talk about we want to inspire humanity both in the air and on the ground. Now again, they may be useful statements to sort of grow the values of an organization, but they're meaningless in terms of of declaring how you're unique among the herd or the crowd out there. And so customers are left on their own to figure it out, okay? And that's a huge leadership problem. Businesses are not doing a good job. They're mediocre at best, and we got a long way to go to actually being able to provide meaningful competitive differentiation to the market. Well, mass marketing, 
that was regarded as the main driver to increase sales and probably still is with a lot of companies. But what are your thoughts about mass marketing? Yeah, mass marketing is a floggers game. I mean, if you're in business to flog products and services, and you're probably going to flog it to as many potential people as you can, and you're you're going to hope and pray that it hits one, you know, with a benefit proposition that makes sense to them and they buy it. Uh, so, in my view, I don't have much time for mass marketing. It's a floggers game, as I say. It also assumes that everybody in the in the market quote looks the same has the same characteristics that's what makes them a mass so you're marketing to the herd what we need to do is we need to move nose to nose with a person and what i mean by that is get close enough so we can actually see who they are and what they crave not what they need chris you and i've talked about this before what they crave what they desire what they lust for what they covet and the reason for that is that's the sweet spot there's no competition in that business, and it typically is premium priced. That's where marketing needs to get away from mass markets, get into the, the me markets, okay, where cravings predominant, and figure out how to do that. And one of the things that, that we need to start getting really, really aware of as a business is we need to be on the lookout for cravings. I mean, how many organizations out there that, we're, that are listening to us have cravings manuals on their top 10 customers, the decision makers in those businesses. I'd be willing to bet zero. And the problem with that is that's the sweet spot you need to be moving to is the cravings segment. How then do they do it? How do they work out what the cravings are with their market? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Have a conversation with a customer. I mean, don't ask them what they crave. That's not what I'm talking about. Have a conversation and make it about them. If it's about them, okay, you will be in the discovery mode of information. Some of that information you discover, okay, will be cravings oriented. Some won't be. Call it out. Make a note of it because eventually you're going to need it. You're going to need it in terms of either the way you develop products and services for that client or, and this is just important, you're going to be able to use it when you screw the customer over from a service point of view. And I guarantee you will that customer eventually will be screwed over. Not because somebody's trying to, but because we got organizations full of systems and, and people and sometimes that goes awry. My experience has been the craving information is more than valuable when you try and recover from a service breakdown with a valued client. Because what you do is you, you play into the cravings, you give them a craving, Right, And what happens to them is they forget that the problem existed. And they tell all their friends how great you were at fixing a problem. They don't talk about the problem. They talk about how great you were at fixing it. It's all based on surprising them by dealing and providing a craving that you discovered in engaging with them. It's pretty simple. We need to start talking more to our customers, person, one-on-one, -on -one, leaders, mano-a-mano. -mano. I mean, we got to do that. And we don't do enough of that now. Well, other than cravings, and perhaps uh, you mentioned some of them earlier, but uh, when a business owner is looking to cut through the noise, how do they stand out from the crowd? I got to be honest with you. I actually think most businesses love being uh, in the crowd. I do. I mean, it's comfortable, right? It's like, like there's no high expectations. You can just kind of move with the flow. You copy everybody. There's no risk involved except for the fact that your performance sucks. So you got to get called on that eventually. But I've discovered the thing that will actually allow businesses 
to get out of that crowd and be get into the space of standing out is to create what I've called, and you and I have discussed it before, the only statement. Instead of declaring that you're better and best, you declare that you're the only one who does what you do. And so the challenge in there is to figure that out. Look, at I've done this myself. I've done it with many clients and it's hard work, but boy, is it ever liberating. Let me give you an example of an only statement. Here's a company who um, is in the safety solutions business here in British Columbia. And they, they came up with the only statement. I helped them with it. We are the only team that provides integrated safety solutions that go beyond the needs of our customer anytime, anywhere. We are committed to growing our customer's business. We only serve safety. Look, can you imagine how powerful that is? They're in the business of growing their customer's business. They're not flogging safety solutions. And by the way, they're the only ones there. And so it was so powerful. People went, huh, what are they doing? Now all of a sudden they're getting chased by people who now want to benchmark, who want to copy them, right? And so the only statement in my experience works. It's the way to put an end to claptrap. And we need to hopefully through conversations like this, get more and more people asking the question, hey, what's that all about and how can I do that? And I'm here to help. I'm here to help. That was entrepreneur Roy Osing. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot au.